0: morning good morning hello yeah right i'm good mate how are you
1: yeah not bad not bad um it's good. it's getting a lot busier this week now that it's just oh, really? a few days few days till the birthday party now uh, so of course yeah the countdown is imminent um and i've got like yeah. 3 days to get everything uh, else left um fortunately you know this episode doesn't air till after that so i can talk about anything i've done on this but uh <laughs> yeah um uh, the 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 uh, places there the bands there got everything uh, all the little bits to do but other than that it's just a lot of little things all going on this week uh how about Brilliant. you yeah good thank you mate very good good, good yeah. yeah yeah enjoying a day off so very nice very nice yeah. well i'm uh, sorry i'm taking your day off again <laughs> it always seems to be the way it's a pleasure mate it's ah, a pleasure good. well i mean is it a pleasure for this episode Are you proving ground and stratagem these two put together yeah i quite like these two yeah
0: yeah
1: i suppose the arc has started i suppose so there's always yes it feels like it doesn't it yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah the way we're watching it obviously because yeah. the events of this one sort of tally up with the next one i thought they, yep. they sort of work together as a one giant episode but we'll okay. record them in two halves and then i'll yep. release them as two bits but they'll probably be a two-parter sort of thing um cool. okay then Right, space time This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 67 of the podcast and Season 3, Episode 13 for our chrono date of Enterprise and we are improving ground and this episode actually has a proper date on a calendar and everything. I know Um, it not actually mentioned in this episode. It's only because of what happens next week that we actually find out what the date is. Uh, But I will uh, say it for now. And it is the 10th of December, 2153. So it's December and we haven't had a proper date since I think it was April of the of this year. So there's a big old time gap there of quite a few months. Um, But of course, I am not alone. I am always joined by
0: Dan. The Dan, the other Dan, the Dan who isn't Dan but is Dan, and uh, there's two Dans, which means uh, between us we are
1: Dan.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, everything alright?
0: Very good, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Busy at work. All mm-hmm. good. Day off today, which is nice. Very nice. Well, it's Saturday though this, this week, so.
1: Oh, yeah. for uh, like a,
0: a, a fair, like a stall? No, just duty manager today. Uh, today, uh, Saturday.
1: Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah
0: yeah so um we have to be duty managers as a duty manager every day and it's my turn for a weekend so
1: okay so like sort of an on-call situation yeah
0: you're in in the building and it's just you know if case anything happens fire alarm all that sort of stuff you know okay case anyone drops
1: dead or anything you know (laughs) gotcha yeah the buck comes to you Ah, exactly right fair enough um Yeah, well, um, we are going to be going into proving ground uh, in just a moment. But uh, thoughts, memories of this episode—does this one stand out in your memory?
0: No, not really. Not really. Um, I remember—I sort of remember it, and I remembered it before I watched it, but not uh, the details were very foggy. Mm-hmm. I don't—I don't really remember all the bit with like the engineers coming over and stuff and all that stuff and. <laughs> Yeah, so it was one of those, it it feels, I I quite like it as an episode, but it does feel a bit going back to that thing of not a lot happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's quite consequential, I suppose, you know, the whole thing with the test weapon and stuff, but not a lot really happens. Mm. It's a bit, yeah, a bit flat for me, but I do quite enjoy it as well.
1: I like Shran Mm. in it. Yes, of course you do have shran we do have jeffrey coombs coming back so yeah Yeah. um i really like this one this one always stands out in my memory i've always remembered that shran was back in the arc um that they go for the weapon or at least one of the test weapons um and i remember that there was some sort of uh dual plan but that the Endorians were trying to sort of shaft the humans basically and just try and take the weapon for themselves um like you say i didn't quite remember all the bits where people come over I, I thought that was just like done in briefing room scenes, mm. like in the memory. I just thought, oh, they're in a briefing room and there's constantly talk of the Andorians just, you know, can't be trusted by T'Pol. And then the Andorians have like a little side conversation where it's absolutely true. Yes, they cannot be trusted. Um, so I, I forgot all of the stuff with um, uh, Reed and yes. Talos. Um, yes. That was completely gone. Uh, maybe for good reason. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we'll come to that in a moment. Uh, as for anyone listening, uh, we, of course, have our L-Cars system. And we start with L for L-Cars. And that is locate the point in time. Uh, like I say, it's the 10th of December, 2153. We have a timestamp. We have a proper timestamp. We know where it is in the calendar. And we are starting at temporal tag, zero minutes, zero seconds, right at the very beginning. And so there's a glass of water being poured and a blue hand. It's yes. Shran. Shran's back. Um they uh the casual racists are coming back for the the win um because they're constantly talking about these uh, pink skins don't underestimate yeah. them uh they've been looking for weeks and uh, you sound afraid like a Vulcan. That's something I expect from somebody else, Uh So yet again, uh, Shran has got a lieutenant underneath him who is questioning his orders, just like last time. Yeah. Um, uh, so we'll have to see where that goes. And we're right up to the credits as the Andorians are trying to find the Enterprise. Any thoughts?
0: Um,
1: Not really. Not quite a nice setup again. It's a
0: very typical Enterprise setup, isn't it? Really? Mm. It's good to see Shran back. Um, yeah but mm. other than that it was no it wasn't exciting in any way really was it it wasn't like one of those sort of big starts to the episode
1: it was just like hmm
0: okay what's trying to do
1: <laughs> so what yeah also another weird one is that obviously in a moment we're going to get the oh who saved us moment and then we get the antenna coming over yes. Archer's head and that it's a wonderful shot because yep. you don't know who's going to be on the view screen but Having already had this before the credits, well, you know who it is. Obviously, we just set up the whole point. There's a there's a ship coming in, um, so I kind of feel like this should have been something else. Yeah, uh, that's you know, true, yeah. or perhaps like yeah. a tacked on thing to last week. You know, as chosen realm ends we almost have what we now call an mcu credits moment yes. uh, where it's just you know the andorians are out there what's going to happen next week Ba-ba-ba. Um almost going to that kind of flash gordon serialization okay, yeah, way of doing stuff yeah, yeah. um but we yeah do you know what we should have yeah. had it is the 10th
0: of the 7th. we should have had the um the crew christmas dinner
1: <gasps> of course the the works christmas party yeah works christmas party,
0: yeah reed in the corner getting more and more tanked mm. up
1: <laughs> Trying it on with yeah. all of the female crew members yeah. and just you know causing yeah. too many HR problems. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I could absolutely see him doing it as well. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> would you like to see my torpedoes? Like, no, go away. <laughs> um <laughs> I d- I mean, Chef would have had to sort of cook up quite a lot of meals there um, and doing it. I imagine they would have a, like a two or three shift rotation. Yeah. So one yeah. one shift has their Christmas party today, then tomorrow yeah. they get the next one. And, you know, if something bad happens and, uh, you know, the, the first group had their Christmas party, but now this horrible tragedy has happened and the other two don't get their Christmas party till at least a week later. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they resent sort of Team A.
0: Yeah.
1: For, you know, you know, all, all, that's all it. Problems, Yeah. They've had their pigs in blankets. Oh, ah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we got to smell that for weeks before we get <laughs> ours. Um, We come into the council. Uh, there's yes. a remote test and you can now observe, but the reptilians are very much on edge and they really want to push this forward. They are just that one manager who is just not taking your reasonable doubt yes. or reasonable explanations uh, and just sees excuses. Um, Again, though, if they are testing if they have yep. got a plentiful array of uh minds and moons and asteroids to test this stuff on why did they <laughs> attack earth
0: oh dear
1: <laughs> why 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 did they alert the humans that they were doing this in the first place i, I don't know um The Enterprise has found the tracker signal, or at least it thinks it does. Um, So they need to pilot the ship through a a distortion field, but they're only operating on 30% of what's left of the database, which is a nice call back to last week, because obviously everything was deleted, even though inexplicably I can't remember why he had access to do so. Uh, But uh, old Steve, old Deja Mart, he uh, he deleted the database. But uh, the ship is rescued by Shran, and we get that overlapping shot, which was no surprise to anyone i guess yeah but there was one guy who fell backwards over a railing at least four feet down to the ground and we never find out whether he died did was he in traction for the rest of the episode <laughs> like this poor guy proper back all the way down i mean maybe they had a crash mat out just by accident and it was just there i don't know um but yeah at no point is it mentioned oh we took this guy no. to sit bay he had a proper fall um well, there you go. In Archer's regime, uh, Shran is outlining that they've been looking for the enterprise for a while. Where have the Vulcans been the amount? I mean, if I had a ding counter for the amount of times, it's like the shade being thrown yes. at Vulcans. <laughs>
0: oh
1: my yeah. God. The casual racism is just, it's, I, it's so much more than I remember from yeah. last. Time. I always remember pink skins. I always remembered yeah. like a hatred of the Vulcans, but I think he snuck in like three different things in one conversation. Um, uh the enterprise is fragile 7 million people killed i thought you'd want yep. our help yep. are you believing shran at this point
0: see i believe Sh- shran full stop i think shran as much as he's an andorian and as much as he's like i think he genuinely respects and likes archer and i think he genuinely wants to create some kind of alliance hmm. and i think he's you know he's let down by the people above him so actually, I think Shran is is pretty much. I mean, obviously, he knows that the plan is to steal the weapon, but he's under orders, and you can argue about all that sort of. Stuff, you know, whether he should take orders or ignore him and all that sort of stuff. But you know, basically, he yeah, doesn't have a choice. Mm. I think Shran is genuine about a friendship with Archer, mm. and and I think you know we don't know who sends the message at the end. Yeah, but it's probably Shran. You know,
1: it would make sense. And, you know, it's proved in lots of other conversations where there are no humans about, and he's having a word with the the higher-ups in the Andorian command. And he he says, we could make allies. So at, at no point in the episode is it sort of, you know hinted yeah. that he's uh, untrustworthy i suppose yeah. and trust does seem to be like the big theme not only this week but what will be next week as well mm. um which has been quite a big theme for the two-parters and three-parters that we've had so far in all of enterprise like it's it's unusual seeing it back now uh, seeing that whenever they do these big ones, trust seems to be the biggest thing that they go for. Um, And I don't know whether that's a conscious thing, whether that because they knew it was a prequel, they have to establish why humans were able to convince so many species to join what will be the Federation Um, or whether it's just that they ran out of other ideas for stories. I don't know. Um, Probably the second one. There we go. Um, armories we're in the armory yes. and we get a line from reed which makes me think that for the past two and a half years i've been unjustly yeah. uh harsh on the enterprise crew because apparently the torpedoes have a safe mode which means oh, that yes. that's why they didn't explode when yeah. the uh uh the anomaly was ripping through and what's his name fell over the railing and possibly died uh the humans don't have a safe mode but the torpedoes do uh so perhaps we can let them off whenever they're having a phase of fire in the torpedo room maybe
0: yeah
1: okay. maybe yeah. um i mean it does fit uh again uh i work for chatham dockyard and uh, whenever something is fired from a, a gun on a destroyer or a torpedo from a submarine it's not actually activated until it is in the um uh, the firing solution and a pin drops to activate you know the actual torpedo itself so it's not a live torpedo until it is within firing range or in its firing casing so it is a sort of real world thing that torpedoes are not active until they're being used uh it just seems unlikely (laughs) that these antimatter devices did not explode Yeah, crazy (laughs) um to poll uh she talks about first contact actually being pretty good with the andorians which i thought was a nice little historical temporally trek kind of way of things that you know the the vulcans did have a good time at first and then it was the andorians who messed things up Hmm, andorians mm-hmm. is that true is this something else this is this the the casual vulcan racism that we've been uh getting used to for the the last two and a half years as well um <laughs> Uh, do you do you think that this is just another yet another bit of propaganda on the Vulcan part?
0: I'm I'm more inclined to be on the on the um, Andorian side than the Vulcan <laughs> side. I think <laughs> at this point they're arseholes, aren't they? Pretty
1: they much. really are.
0: They <laughs> yeah. really are. Yeah, self righteous.
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> the untrustworthiness of the Andorians is proved out somewhat in this episode in that we have talos and we have the imperial guard as well wanting to sort of stitch up the humans um so there is a deceptive part but then surely any organization that's political would have a deceptive element to it um yeah there we go uh in the mess reed meets Talos for the first Mm -hmm. time and uh yeah basically he's got asshole attitude yet again (laughs) He really, yeah. just any time someone comes yeah. in to help him he is just yeah. like oh what's it admittedly she comes in and criticizes the fact he's having coffee instead yeah. of being in the engine room uh but he does point out he's been in there for 12 hours and he just yeah. wanted a you know he wanted a coffee doesn't <laughs> have tea or crumpets though so no. is he should he rescind his uh british uh nationality um Possibly, yes. Yes. I mean, when you're working, I mean, I don't drink tea. I only drink coffee, but at least I do have crumpets. Um, Mm. So when I'm doing. So I don't
0: drink coffee. Ah. I do drink tea occasionally. I don't drink a lot of hot drinks, actually. Hmm. Uh, I tend to drink cold drinks, um, which is a really um, unimportant
1: detail that people don't need to know. But there we go. well there's a lot of tea there's a lot of hot drinks that make their way through the star trek universe so you know if uh, reed likes his coffee instead of his tea not yeah. his crumpets we've got earl grey coming up in a few hundred years time and yeah. um, and then of course we've got jane way with her famous black coffees as well which i i share with her she, uh, black coffee all the way it's the only way of getting it through but certainly more during the winter months as well that yeah then it's needed certainly yes. when it's uh, a choice between heat or eat We've had the heating off now for at least three months. Uh, oh, just to give you awesome. give give the listeners the timestamp because I know I've mentioned yes. it several times right now. It's been a three months of winter so far, and heat or eat, <laughs> that's it. We went for eat. Um, Captain's Mess, speaking of eating, uh, we've yes. got Shran drinking Andorian ale yes, uh, to a swift victory. Um and he's just about to say pink skins and then corrects himself to humans. Uh, do you think he's he's sort of giving up he's realizing his racist ways or he was just like i'm just not going to say it in front of him
0: um yeah again i think you know he he does respect archer so he probably you know thinks him as pink skins you know that's how everyone talks about him on on andoria Mm -hmm. but he knows it's not right you know yep especially when you're one-to-one with someone i mean
1: (laughs) very true yeah and he hasn't met timmy so, no. you know, as far as he's concerned, all humans are pinkskins, which is yeah, that's true. very wrong. Yeah. Um, but there we go. Um, he doesn't like unpaid debts, uh, uh, but this is how alliances are made. Um, I feel like it, even though it's genuine and I do, I agree with you that he is genuinely on Archer's side and that sort of plays out later. I feel like the way he's bringing it up in every conversation feels a little heavy handed here. Like he's really, he is after something. And I'm wondering if he's trying to trip himself up like he's Mm -hmm. trying to give Archer a reason to ask, why are you so insistent about alliances? Why are you being so nice? But Archer is just too dumb to realize.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he is. You're right.
1: Uh, It's like (laughs) I'm here to make alliances, even though we've only met three times in this entire franchise. Don't you think that's unusual, Archer? Maybe you should ask me and then I can say, oh, he got it out of me. Oh, terrible. To which then the imperial guard will turn around. And is like we know his file. He he tells everybody all the information all the time. He's <laughs> terrible at being uh, the abductor. He can be an up- abductee, but not an abductor. No. Um, uh, in engineering, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then a uh, trip. Oh, there? I don't know. I had one of those like you know when a mobile phone goes near the speaker. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I there we go. There we go. All right. Oh. Um funnily enough we're in engineering so after yes. that uh uh trip is uh still getting um neuro precious uh, sessions with Topol, but we don't actually see it thank god so there's no yes. sexy trek this yeah. week no uh no purpose sort of uh you know bad uh, uh filmed scenes of angles like down tops and things like this we're just talking about it and they're sort of saying oh you're avoiding me and it's all a bit meat cutie and stuff which i don't mind you know you when people are starting to get together and they're just they're still not quite familiar with each other that kind of dialogue i don't mind mm. if it had actually been a scene and it was the newer pressure and there were like you know ways of making jolene blaylock um uh, display herself on the screen uh when we don't need it then i probably would have had a, a problem with it but we find out the andorians uh should have the ship ready in 12 hours uh back in the armory reed and talos uh are handing tools to each other um <laughs> and insulting his weapons <laughs> with her nostalgia for the weapons. Yeah. Um just going to ask this question. I've asked it several times so far. Where is Hayes? I
0: think Hayes I think Hayes is what what's Hayes doing? I think this should be a new feature, you know, what is Hayes oh. doing this week?
1: It's time to find the Makos, it's time to find Zindy, it's all gonna happen here on Season 3. It's time to find the leader, they haven't got a leader, with the most sensational, confrontational,
0: operational. It It is time time to ask us, where is Hayes? Hayes. What's Hayes doing? I think he might be... I don't know what, what could he be doing. He could be he's go. having his Christmas party. He's in the well, he's in the 18th. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's the Mako's Christmas party. Of
1: course, the Makos do it first. Of course, because they got nothing else to do. Exactly. There is no sort of like, yep. engagement on ground or anything like yep. that. So what else they're going to do? They're going to celebrate their Christmas. I'm That's sure why got, we don't see yep. them.
0: He's got a paper hat. He's putting oh, putting
1: crackers. <laughs> Which they don't understand. Like Americans don't know what crackers yeah. are. Uh, you know, um, really? the amount of, amount, the amount of Mer- Americans I've been saying, oh, you know, uh, we, uh, we have uh, this, we have that, we pull a cracker all the time. And I've had Americans genuinely say, what's pulling a cracker? And like, is that really? a, is that a British euphemism for like you know uh, going out and getting pissed under the mistletoe or something? So like, no, 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 you know the the toilet rolls with a with a gift and a joke inside and a little paper hat, and you pull them with a with a bit of like firework inside, and they go bang. Like no, no idea what that is. Canadians, Canadians I've yeah. talked to. They, they know about crackers they don't necessarily always have them like not everyone in, in canada has them but they're aware of what they are uh but for some reason crackers just haven't migrated across the pond for everybody some people know you know maybe they're the sort of anglophile people but yep. crackers just completely just blank face well, when I'm, i see them
0: i'm amazed
1: yeah i thought but i mean maybe the uh the um uh oh god quartermaster has made a a bunch based on what reed said and he thought that's a really nice idea so i'll just give it to everybody on their christmas meal so there you go um yeah i don't know where hayes is i mean they're inspecting the weapons there's there's a couple of makos i think every now and then in engineering you'll see them with phases in hand but i mean the Andorians right there next to the warp core and we know and we know it only takes three buttons to switch the whole thing off I mean, how many shots are they going to get off before he goes, and the Enterprise is dead? There we go. Um, back on the bridge, we get uh, long-range Andorian sensors—the visual yes. data. Now, mm. a bit weird, like it's overlaid with sort of like this graphic stuff. Mm. But is it just a fancy telescope at this point, or is it sort of like a—is it an approximation of what you should be seeing? Like the sensor sort of sweeps out. And it's sort of saying, well, there's a ship here. This is kind of the configuration, but it's not actually Mm. what it looks like. It just seems weird that they can see so far uh, with such accuracy. Enterprise can't. And the Zindi can't look back. Yes. Either way, it just seems really weird that no one spotted them. And this is a problem I've always had with sensors. It's like, what exactly are they? Are they cameras or are they like a sort of electronic scanning thing that then computer generates like an AI thought of what it might look like.
0: I think they are like a, they're not like cameras. They're, they're, a mm. of, yeah. And the computer puts it together.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. But it, I suppose, I suppose if you're very, very long range,
1: then maybe you don't get as much detail. Maybe. I mean, it was a bit fuzzy. So yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's some of one of those things, you know, when you are just watching the episode and you've watched it like two or three times and yeah. you're like, what exactly is that it just it just baffles me um it's another thing like dampening fields you know like as we said before like if it dampens can't you detect the dampening field so therefore you know something's behind it and yeah never mind um we find out that this is bikini atoll uh yes. real link to some science the proving ground for testing nuclear weapons for world war ii a uh, nice bit of history there um just sort of thinking and makes sense that they, if they're going to use a mega weapon to destroy a planet, maybe test it out on a few moons. Um, and Shrand really doesn't like the look of that firepower. Um, but it, don't worry, it's four to two all the way. The Andorians have got your back, Archer. Honestly, I'm not here for anything else. <laughs> wink, wink. Tell, ask, ask me, Archer. Why am I here? It's four to two. Wink, wink. <sighs> um, yeah, just any thoughts on Bikini Atoll and sort of the the real link to history.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's quite nice. Um, again, I think I, th- I think this happens with Picard a couple of times, where he has really detailed knowledge of the past. And mm. I mean, I know maybe for for Archer, the Bikini Atoll is not that far back, but it's a fair way back. It's quite a sort of niche knowledge, isn't it? Mm. I think. Mm. I mean, I when he said Bikini Atoll, I knew what he meant. But probably, mm. if someone said to me, Where do they test the bombs? I probably couldn't have come up with that straight off the top of my head. I might have sort of worked it out eventually, but you know. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like he's prepared his speech, isn't he? You know what <laughs> I mean? It's, it's a bit like that where, where they land on the moon and
1: it's one small step. You know, Archie's
0: been thinking of things to say at every point of the mission.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah a couple of weeks back he was like if we ever find a place where they're testing the weapon what yeah. could that be like uh yeah. a computer what uh what are the times in history yeah. were they testing mega mega weapons oh bikini at all oh i remember that that made yeah, me sound really exactly really that. intelligent
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: um after their little briefing um uh, you've got shran going back and there's an ensign just sort of walking with him not a mako just pointing that out there we go uh and trip just relieves the ensign the ensign just goes or doesn't even say anything doesn't even say like oh okay so you sure or anything like that. he just literally goes turns and walks and glides off <laughs> to go where he just he glo- <laughs> he glides away as if he already had something in mind to do and this shran business was just like oh god i gotta walk him all the way back to his ship then i have gotta come all the way back then i gotta grab this gotta grab all christmas, those crackers christmas party mate that's probably, uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. He's just oh, looking yes, for some, someone. yeah. <laughs> He's just, oh, I can smell the pigs in blankets. Ooh, yeah. Walking this way glides away. It's <laughs> like, you know, the cartoon way where they glide and follow the food on the on the wind. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, there's a, a nice bit here between Trip and Tran where they talk about losing siblings to war and conflict. Yeah. And that being a reasonable, um, uh, point for shran to give him what is really sensitive technology a new kind of warp injector that could actually help them uh because apparently it's a really sophisticated bit of kit um uh, just any thoughts on you know shran saying he lost his um it was his brother uh to skirmishes with the balkans and then of course we've had trip sister
0: it makes sense doesn't it because you know people would share experiences you know wherever planet you're on it's a bit like in this this world where you know whatever country you live in in the, mm. in the first world war and the second world war you know german people died just like british people you know and being sort of simplistic but you know what i mean and it's, mm. it's a shared experience and and it, you know and i think um it brings you know it's another thing that brings tran closer to us mm. i think he understands that we're no different really he's a very open he's he's a funny one tran because in some ways he's very sort of very loyal and very um you know, he's, he's a, a sort of Andorian nationalist, I suppose. Mm, mm. But he is open, very open-minded. And, and, and compared to the few Andorians we've met, he seems to be the one that, that you know, for whatever reason, wants, doesn't want. I don't think he wants to be at war. Mm. I don't think, you know, I don't think he's a a warmonger. Mm. He will fight to the death for Andoria. Mm. But, you know, but also I don't think it's... You know, he's not there. It's not just because he likes fighting. If you know what I mean, you know, it's not one of these sort of gung ho. You know, he he. I don't think I think he wants peace. Mm. You know, yeah, he
1: he he strikes me as uh, like you say a nationalist, but he has a an ideal version of what Andoria should be, mm. and kind of sees that actually after all this conflict with the Vulcans, Andoria really hasn't met that expectation, and so he doesn't want to keep it going. Yeah, um, yeah I like that. That's that's yeah, good point. Um There is a moment where he also says, "Like, don't you want to kill these guys who killed your sister?" And you know, almost asking, "Like, that's what I wanted. That's why I wanted to kill off the Vulcans." And now I'm, mm. I don't like this anymore about myself because I'm just so anti-Vulcan. Um, and it, there's almost a point where Trip is, um, is trying to convince himself. I think that he just wants to stop them from making a new weapon. But there's a, 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 a hint in that conversation where he's saying, actually, I want to wring their necks and kill them just as much as you yeah. think I want to. And it's almost where Trip is trying to convince himself to give the right answer, not necessarily the answer he really yeah. believes in. Um, and it's just, I really like the scene between the two of yeah. them. Uh, and I it's like another him. moment where I think, you know, my like for Trip goes back up again. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's it been, it's been going up steadily, but I think I actually really like that moment because he is, genuinely trying to convince himself to do the right thing um back on Dagra ship and the council yep. are watching the weapons test and only for um andorian mining consortium to turn up we're looking for some archer right um, <laughs> yeah a uh, little bit of a lucky play that they haven't met archer at this point and that would just completely give the game away um but it, just this um uh, omnidirectional sensors and like you know oh we we scan in all directions again bringing it up that sensor thing in my head like how do they actually work what is going on here um uh, daigra basically just tells him in no uncertain terms it's yeah. off
0: yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, but the mining consortium runs from no one uh, yeah. and even Topol looks at archer as like oh god they're just as bad as the humans jesus christ uh just any <laughs> any thoughts on how convincing he was to uh the zindi Not at all. it was brilliantly hammed up when it
0: mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. a real
1: real bit of hamming going on there
0: yeah <laughs> But mm. I like him for that. I like that. He's got that thing about him. He's got that sort of, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of chutzpah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, he just goes for it. You know, he's like, yeah. So, no, I think that was quite cool, actually. Mm. Yeah. And I- Omnidirectional stuff. Oh, sorry, and stuff, and we can't help that. And <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, you very just strapped.
1: lost out on a lucrative contract. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Really, you almost yeah. channeling perhaps a future Ferengi who looks a mm. lot like him. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know archer does do this sometimes as well he, you know when he pretended that uh the vulcans were actually control of enterprise and that we were gonna have executions and st- sort of stuff like this so again archer and shram very similar people uh back in the ops room the Enterprise can't mount a full assault. Uh, and now there's some doubt about whether it's four to two or is it really just, you know, uh Andorian should go in there because they've got a better ship. They can handle it. Don't worry. Yes. We'll do it. And then we'll contact you in just a moment. Uh, they just want to take it. Uh, yes. Shran's Shran's and just uh, they go from up and then forward when he's angry and again i absolutely love that they they had the antenna moving as opposed to what they used to be in tos and, yeah. and what they've sort of gone back to mm. in discovery as well just just you know innocuous tanners antenna that just sit there um i really like how they just move forward like you can yeah. really tell what he's thinking um in the armory reed doesn't trust anybody uh <laughs> even his own even his own mum yeah, and we talk about military brats and how, uh, you know, yeah. it's actually his dad's side and they were a Navy man and he let them down because he became an explorer, even though they haven't done a lot of exploring recently. Just uh, any thoughts? I mean, uh, did you really want this to blossom into some sort of romance? I know you're not, oh, keen on romance, at no. least of all when it's Reed.
0: Yeah, Reed. I mean, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it was funny the way they went from sort of hatred almost to, to grudging sort of respect for each other, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, but just oh, read. I mean, oh god, I mean, he's just so bad with women, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, he's quite bad with everybody, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's oh, you can see he's thinking, Oh, I wonder if she fancies me. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's all the way through, you know, and it's just like, Oh,
1: yeah, it's all yeah, there's it's no just, bearing on it at no, all, exactly. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just he's awful <laughs> <laughs> i just i don't know like whether it was a conscious decision that's what I always come back to is like when these character characters are acting this way and it's written that way for that for that person did the writer have one idea and the actor went in a completely different direction mm-hmm. or is it just these words are just making it seem like he's always the same uh, he's always putting down uh, the women yeah. he's talking to or he's insulting them or he's lecturing them, I suppose, in some way, like about naval history, and all oh, it's on my mother's side, and like you're nothing special, and all this sort Oh God, just can't stand him. No. Um, is it a retread? This scene? Um, we
0: haven't had one for a while. We haven't, have we? And I mean, I just, I don't know if it can be a retread because it's just read, isn't it? Yeah. It's you know if it with basically uh, the entire podcast would just be that retread <laughs> jingle if that sort of thing got through because that's just read that's just read every time he was on screen it would be a retread so i don't think we can do it because otherwise you know yeah we we got to keep the bar quite high unfortunately i think
1: although it'd make my job a lot easier on it i'll just post the retread jingle every week and forget an episode review um yeah but good thing he doesn't trust her because he's going to recheck what she was just doing mm-hmm. um for the first time and then he'll do it again later uh Dagra is now going to properly test the weapon no andorian mining consortium to get in their way and it's a failure and yeah. we finally get a reference back to graylic dur um this i think it Back then, I always remembered Grey Durr being a bigger part of the series yeah, and the yeah. fact that they mention him now and then they'll mention him again next week as well, um, it it made sense to me and why I must have conflated that. Mm. It's just that because of Grey Durr, that's why the weapons test failed. And I think the end of this episode, when they get that signal with all the schematics, I, I don't know why. I, I, my brain must have thought, oh, Greylich Durr sent it to them. But mm. of course it's Shran. It doesn't make yeah. any sense that Greylich did it. Uh, but yeah, he's back. Greylich um, Grey for the win. Uh, in the armory, <laughs> uh, we've got Talos, and she's managed to get the weapons up to 94%, not just 93%. Yes, yeah. And, and oh, the disappointment in Reed's face he's <laughs> yeah, never been able actually, to get it above. Yeah he's never been able to get something above 93 percent oh yeah <laughs> uh, that was almost a carry-on movie way that you were saying it oh i've never got it over 93 percent uh, uh, shran tries to walk away but archer is saying this is our mission you how dare you suggest that you go it alone uh so it's really sort of ramped up at this point in Tram's rarity room, now we get the Imperial Guard saying, look, let's just double cross them. If we've got a weapon this powerful, we don't need allies. We're going to wipe them all out. Um, so they want their Death Star, and everyone wants a Death Star. And in the Armoury, again, Reed checks more of Talus's work and realises there's something going on. But does that mean Reed has got a bit of uh, superpower, a bit of Archer's superpower this week?
0: Because he notices oh, suppose, it, but yeah. never tells anyone. No, no
1: maybe, say, maybe like, just read to captain archer or anything like that but
0: it's just read though isn't it because what reed does is he finds it out and keeps it to himself so he can spring it at the right moment <laughs> for maximum <laughs> benefit to make reed look good
1: <laughs> yes absolutely he wants a promotion so that's yep. why he's gonna say it uh but yet again where is Hayes? because she's right by the weapons <laughs> and she was able to do whatever the hell she wanted yep. Degra uh, detects the Enterprise, and now we sort of get three things all happening at once, and this is where it sort of ramps up. So we've got the Enterprise, the Zindia being attacked, and they're trying to lead them away. So Degra is sort of trying to work, you know, around that. Then Shran ship is taking it in, tractoring the weapon, moving off, and it's sort of a big move around. Uh, The Andorians warp off, and they are taking it, hopefully, to the rendezvous destination. But Shran has to take the weapon. Does this count? As an archer abduction.
0: My name is Jonathan Archer. No. No. Okay. No. no
1: there's no punching in your kidney. No. Yeah. No, no okay. Punch fair me. enough. And he lets him go. Yeah. True. In, in he escape, does put yeah. in an escape yeah, pod and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I suppose. He's not asking for any information because he's already got the weapon. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Answer the question. I did wonder like the way this is filmed it could have been that actually shram was aware of the plan as well like to his bridge crew he's saying oh we're going to double cross those stupid humans ha, 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 ha. and so i put him in an escape pod he'll be fine wink wink i'll see you in a moment archer and actually he was working with archer the whole time Mm. to like say oh they double crossed us they managed to find the codes how did they do that turns out you know he gave them the codes and all this sort of stuff and i just kind of feel like we get at the end of the episode that there's this secret file that gets passed to them and we think it's shran that the whole way through this that it was actually a, a, a. thing with shran saying look my imperial guard are going to double cross you i've known about this all along i've been trying to tell you but you haven't bothered asking so let's just formulate a plan where i don't lose face and you don't lose face and we all come out tops i don't know it just felt like that was the thing missing from this episode i wanted a bit more subdiffusion and perhaps a bit more sort of trekky. captain has come up with a plan in the background but actually everyone was on the same page and i don't know if you had the same idea or same thought
0: no, I hadn't had that thought, but yeah, that's interesting. And Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe there has been an eyebrow raised or or, or an antennae wiggled <laughs> and uh, it's all made sense to Archer. Perhaps he knows. Nice. Yeah. But I don't think so because he was
1: pretty pissed off. <laughs> he was. He really was. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I thought that Archer being pissed off was that another captain yeah. does a pretend sort of, performance and he was sort of learning from what shran had just done and that this has all been just one elaborate ruse um again uh but uh, so that talos doesn't sort of try and supersede shran or try and take over as happened in ceasefire when his lieutenant sort of stabbed him in the back that that's how they were going to get around it um i just feel like that was the thing missing for me i just wanted just one extra because this is a heist episode it is. So it should have that kind of heisty twisty. Oh, we made this plan all along as much as I would have hated that editing wise trying to watch this episode. Uh, I kind of felt like we needed to go back a few scenes and see that yeah. actually they arranged this the whole way. It's like, you're going to give us the codes without them realizing we know that Talos has done this. She's acting under orders because that's what you told her to do. But obviously you've told us now uh, yeah, that kind of thing was missing for me. I think uh, as much as I love this episode, I really do enjoy it. And I enjoy having Shran back and, you know it's back to the ark we're finally yes. dealing with the zindi again yeah. um there was just that little bit that just needed to be had, uh, there but there we go uh but yeah so archer uh has the activation codes we're going to detonate the weapon that's how they get it back so they eject uh the weapon the weapon gets destroyed so no one ends up with what they wanted yeah. um he's sort of a bit of a cocky uh archer when he turns around and says, look oh, oh, we caused a bit of damage to you when we did these activation codes because there was a bit of things like, do you want any assistance? Uh Um, That I kind of felt like I didn't want because I wanted it to be uh, an actual thing. Uh, So uh, we think Shran sent an encrypted data file. So after they said that the Andorians didn't take our help and they just warp off in one direction, no particular reason, they're just warping away uh, and we get, details of the probe so we've got a new ally in yeah. tran we kind of know he did it as well and yeah. um, we stop at temporal tag 41 minutes 52 seconds however that is not the end of the episode because uh three days earlier than what will be next week but possibly a day or two after what we've just watched stratagem Has a few scenes. So reset your chronometers as we go into season three, episode 67 of this podcast still. But we're in season three, episode 14, Stratagem. And it is December 12th, 2153. A Starlog entry. Just trying to remember, we're working in a time frame here. At the Temple Trag, 17 minutes and 16 seconds. You're just not thinking fourth dimensionally. Right, right. I have a real problem with that. It's a timey-wimey thing. Timey-what? timey me? I've, I've no idea where he picks that stuff up. The Enterprise returns to the test firing area where they just stole the weapon and at that site Dagra's ship is still there and uh, it's not detected the Enterprise so again coming back to that idea of sensors how far can they see? They don't seem to be as advanced as the humans and the humans aren't yeah. as advanced as the Andorians um, but uh, they've got some Andorian engine improvements because they must have had that injector, they swoop in and they're able to sort of take out um, Degra's shit uh, sort of forced fire, and Reed was so pleased with himself. He was with me. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I, I, I not only took him out, I took him out precisely, sir. There we go. <laughs> uh, it's like, Have I earned a few more pigs in blankets at the Christmas party? Oh, I think I have. Uh, pulled a cracker, didn't I, sir? What, well, what are you talking about, Reed? What's cracker? <laughs> Jesus. Um, but uh, Degra sort of deletes the database their mm. databases so that mm. no nothing about the weapon gets found out yep. why is everyone deleting databases <laughs> yeah that's all that's happened for the last couple of weeks nobody <laughs> wants to know anything about anything there we go um but Hoshi she thinks that she can get some personal data on Dagra, mm. and there's a word or two words azati prime yes uh, and trip really wants to examine the engine so just talking about this scene so just the has come back getting to degra um you know, do you feel like actually we kind of needed this almost like the mco end credits that they go back I was like oh we've got degra what should we do now well not really because i just don't quite understand why they came back and i don't
0: really understand why degra will come back either mm. that's my only thing is why did they go back because mm. the the weapons destroyed Yep. you know the i mean what could they and- find out
1: they've established as well that it's giving off radiation so when they test yeah. fire it it leaves yeah. a significant amount of radiation behind yeah. which is just hurting everything so why take the risk of going back yeah, it and just... why
0: take two days to get
1: back exactly well the enterprise walked off in the wrong direction and went oh actually we don't know where we're going uh, <laughs> yeah. should we just go back to the last point we were at and then <laughs> yeah you know, just retrace our steps see where we are uh you know when you get lost in a shopping center and then we say yeah, just stay exactly, so yeah. we are yeah um degra is defiant he's in the brig um we are the zindi uh we're so good at not giving anything away and archer gives them the entire breakdown of where he's been the last couple of months the fact that he was the one who convinced gray lick to give him the, the damaged <laughs> chemo again he doesn't seem to get the, uh, the concept of you know no. abductor abductee relationship <laughs> you get information from them not the other way around um but there we go a bridge to uh, (laughs) archer um and apparently there's this radiation is affecting their systems Mm, i wonder if that'll come up next week (laughs) uh we're off to sickbay and we find out that truth serums are a thing yeah so not only do we have a lava that can clone any member of the crew in a sourdough starter recipe we've got uh, truth serums as well like how nice is phlox (laughs) i just want to ask this like We've always thought, oh, he's nice, but apparently the Denobulans are a bit, you know, arseholes, uh, so we don't really trust them. But we trust Flocks; it's fine. But actually, he's come up with cloning that's controversial, truth serums, mind worms as well. Like, he's got quite a lot of detailed knowledge in very shady practices, shall we say. And somehow, reptilian and primate uh, neural pathways are identical. Yes fortunately i mean i know they came from the same planet but still yeah. so any thoughts on this plan we're getting this idea that actually maybe we should wipe his memory and play a little yeah. trick a little ruse
0: um i guess again we've got this thing of of archer being willing to do anything mm. you know he nearly killed a guy in a in an airlock straight you know straight off the bat <laughs> <laughs> and now he's going to wipe someone's mind and, and you know yeah, I mean, I don't know, really. Um, it's quite a nice way to set up an episode, isn't it?
1: um
0: I mean, it's quite a... I think it's quite an undertaking. I mean, that's what they say. I'm not sure if it's in this scene we're going to watch, or if it's... But the, mm. the bit with, you know, we've got to set up the, the, the shuttle, we've got to give us backstory, we've got to... You know, it's a lot mm. of work. Yeah. Get to that, you know... So yeah that's
1: that's the next scene where they're talking about flight simulators shuttle we've got to pick a species a believable yeah. use of it reed goes into like flight controls need to make sense yeah. um subdermal transceivers like why didn't, why doesn't everybody get that <laughs> in starfleet that seems like a really useful bit of technology right now um yeah just there's a lot going on yeah. in such a short space of time um, and again, it was another reason why in Proving Ground, I kind of felt like it should have been a heist and shown how smart the crew were at working with Shran behind the Imperial Guard's back to show that actually they can pull off something detailed like this. Because mm. if you take Proving Ground just as is, they lucked into getting those codes and were able to thwart him. Yeah. Oop, I've just done it again. I think my phone, my mobile phone is just uh, interrupting with my microphone. There we go. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, next week, they can uh, completely, you know, incept uh, their way into this guy's mind with a matrix style scenario. Um, uh, just unbelievable. Just crazy different level of skills between the two episodes. Um, yeah. Just a- any other thoughts on uh, on that as well, on what they're putting together? It's
0: a funny one because I actually quite like the episode.
1: Mm. I don't know if I
0: like the setup. I don't know if I like the idea of the the ruse. Mm. I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't ring true to me. It just feels like it would be a lot of effort, for not a lot of reward, really. Well, well mm. I, I suppose it is a big reward, but it seems like, you know, a lot of effort to mm-hmm. get there, you know, and all the sort of stimulating the follicles and stuff. And, yep. you know, it's a lot of work. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i i like that uh three years of torture um yeah. conversation it's like you know all about this archer you get abducted all the time look at all yeah, those little exactly. gray streaks yeah. in your hair yeah. yeah and then you only get abducted like three days or a week at most and you've already got a bit of gray as well three years doesn't make any difference um yeah i, I was also thinking that just a few weeks ago they managed to clone trip hmm. with this lava thing if they had another one of those laying around and they cloned degra and they raised yeah. him so yeah. he trusted them and then there's a debate with degra and he has to give him the codes or the location of azati prime and actually the the real moral quandary of it not being we kill sim to save trip is actually we are killing degra to get the information um or uh, you know we have cloned an entire life form purely to um you know uh, subvert his zindi training and have you know sim degra meet real degra and you know these humans can't be trusted look they've created this life you can't give them all this sort of information but actually ends up trusting the humans because of all the nice things they did for him um i just feel like that could have been a a way more interesting ploy considering we've got this ability now
0: yeah that's interesting yeah
1: you've been thinking again haven't you i have i've been in that box (laughs) we can clone him um (laughs) because it just i mean they they, they're really evil going through all this like it's a lot of uh, you know possible things to go wrong, as well as yeah. you know the amount of skills involved, as well as tattooing, which Flock yes, exactly, can do as yeah, well. Which
0: flock studied. Is there anything that Flock studied? hasn't studied? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll add it as another PhD into his yeah, exactly, canon. Yeah. <laughs> and we stop at Temple tra- Tag twenty-three minutes and forty-seven seconds. Forty-seven.
0: Uh, forty-seven, sir. Forty-seven minutes. I'm receiving a code forty-seven. It is code 47, sir. Code 47. Code 47. At Least
1: 47%. 47. 47. 47.
0: 47 minutes. Bearing 285.147.
1: Starting 40164.7.
0: Time index 47. Failure anticipated in 47 seconds. Computer, how many entries are there?
1: 47. There have been 900 and 47 and that's it that's the end of the episode so we've located the point in time for two episodes in one um so with our Elkar system we go on to consequences question whether it addresses the consequences
0: the concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be
1: difficult for a vulcan of your wisdom to understand ambassador
0: i don't wish to contradict captain archer but learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans
1: what are the consequences of proving ground into stratagem?
0: Well, the main consequence, I suppose, is it leads to them finding Azarte Prime. So that's the main consequence, because there isn't really a consequence in proving ground, except that, I suppose, there's that trust between Archer and, and Shran mm. builds a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, the weapon's destroyed, mm-hmm. but it's only a test weapon. So there's not really a lot of... I don't think in proving ground but this stratagem leads to quite an important development doesn't it so there's mm. probably more in that than there is in proving ground
1: mm. I think yeah. yeah i mean certainly for the mission given mm. that they lost all their database this is going to be yeah. their best shot of finding the next possible place um they can't find any more spheres but they could definitely find the weapon mm. um Degra is a high ranking official, although they don't know this at this point. Yep. He, just, he was just happened to be there yep. looking at whatever he'd done at, at their bikini Atoll. Um I was thinking the treatment of prisoners obviously comes into this mm. yeah, and the relationship with the Imperial guard is soured in some yep. respect between humans and Andorians. not necessarily Shran and Archer, but yep. at least there's that, but we've got the ally in Shran as well. So that's the big consequence I get yep. from this week, at least. Um, And, yeah, Flox is a tattooist. There we go. Um, uh, After consequences comes alterations expansions. Now, I've already said that I wanted it more heisty. I wanted to show that the crew weren't dumb, uh, that they didn't just luck into it, that actually there was a real purpose. And and there was an unexplained plan. As we've seen, Archer's got the superpower. uh, But was there anything that you were looking for in this episode that just wasn't there, something that just would have pushed it a little bit higher up? I just think it needs a little bit more action.
0: You know, mm. it just didn't quite get going. There's lots of stuff in 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 um, engineering and, and weapons and stuff, and you know, just mm. yeah, a bit more action for me. It was it it felt like it went back a bit to season two where there not a lot happened. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so uh, yeah, just a little bit more, maybe a bit more intrigue around you know, round the Zindi or something or something more, maybe some more of the, um, the council developed that. Yeah. A bit more. That would've been quite nice. Maybe.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Cause yeah, we only got two scenes really. Mm. And it was just one Degra telling them that there's going to be a test. You can watch it on this view screen. And two, here's a test. You can watch mm. it on a view screen. That's all we got really from mm. the council. Uh, and that the reptilians are still being dicks. That's pretty yeah. much it. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. So uh, having a bit more and, probably counterbalance that maybe have yep. the council infighting and then obviously andorians versus humans infighting. yep doing it that way and sort of have the two balance out that no party is 100 mm. at full strength yeah um even though they work really well and they pull off the heist and steal the weapon really well they're still not on the same page yeah absolutely <laughs> i like them um so that uh, leaves us two recommendations Arr. the pirate criteria are Arr, me
0: what did you think of the story? From my perspective. That's
1: one way of looking at it. I'm
0: going to recommend. Argumitates.
1: Do we recommend to Star Trek fans? Is it a good episode of Star Trek? <laughs> That's a lot of thinking. i was seeing those cogs turning. That's yeah, very good.
0: yeah. Mm. Because it is a good episode of Star Trek, I think. It's, I wouldn't say it's a great one; it's good, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'd recommend it. Really, again, it it, it suffers, doesn't it? That it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, out of order, out of sort of you know where it needs to be, mm-hmm. and that's why it's hard to recommend. it. but again, it's one of those episodes which I've said before a few times. You know, if I was flicking through the channels and it was on, mm-hmm. I'd probably sit and watch it. Yeah. But I don't think I would go, oh, I'm going to watch an Ent- Enterprise episode. Which one should I pick? It wouldn't yeah. be proving ground. So it's one of those. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: I think having Shran come in is great because it's a callback to a character we really liked from the last two and a half years but it does kind of feel like oh we're bringing shran in because everybody liked him and we're just going to throw a story out there about you know testing weapons and stuff like that even though it makes no sense because they've already attacked earth anyway um yeah there is that element to it and it it doesn't seem desperate on the writer's part but it just seems like we're just we're just playing to what we know you like and what you responded to last year um whereas it kind of needed to be a story in and of its own right even though it's still part of the arc it needed just that little bit more so having the heist element i think could have been quite interesting yeah um perhaps have it with the the vulcan episode you know with the vulcan zombie vulcan ship and things and we wanted them to be smart zombies Mm. have them attacking the andorians and the humans Mm. like the andorians turned up quite early in the mission we're here to help we've just heard about what happened so that they arrive earlier but then they're sort of counted out quite early in the mission you know because they're still near the edge of the expanse i kind of feel like this story should have happened a bit earlier i guess Hmm. um yeah uh to non-star trek fans is it a good way in do you feel like uh we get a good dose of strand and that might urge people to come into it
0: no no it's got the same problem it needs a bit of background it needs you need to i mean you need to sort of know who shran is to a degree yeah. yeah you need to know that what's going on with the zindi arc so it's not really mm. no no
1: why do we like this casually racist guy <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and also why do we like this crew who are going to be sticking a guy in a simulator and uh yeah. wiping his memory yeah. and it's like, this is star trek these are these guys are assholes don't trust them um yeah i think this way of watch- watching it it's not a good way in no. i would have I would have think if it was just proving ground, I would have said yes in that. At least it gives you that kind of dose of how she's got her thing. She's able to, you know, do stuff. And then Timmy doesn't really get much, but you do yeah. see him doing some fancy flying. Um, You know, there's, there's elements where you see all different people. You get to know yeah. a bit more about Reed, whether you want to or not, you get to know him. Yeah. Um, The only person missing is Hayes. So we just yeah. don't have him. That's the only problem. No. Uh, yeah okay so that is it um after we have done the l car of l cars we do the s of l cars and we uh just talk about our socials and we set up for next week so where can people find you dan
0: academic trick 47 on twitter on there Mm -hmm. be there or be square
1: and of course we're on all the socials as temporal trek something uh just give us a search where uh i think it's cultural.de uh on mastodon and all the others and things like that i'm still not sure what the situation is there it's still failing or it's not failing yeah. it's still there i don't know um and yeah, uh, so all remains is to set up next week and join us next time for Season 3, Episode 68 of the podcast, Season 3, Episode 14 of Enterprise as we continue Stratagem. But this time it is December 15th. It is three days later after they found Degra and they've wiped his memory and we're about to go into a flight simulator at 21.53. So we're going to start at uh, temporal Tag 0 minutes, 0 seconds. As always, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in the next time stream.
0: We certainly will.
1: I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temporal Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at rider_cocktail. underscore Coattail. Also search the Temporal Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore writer. Scripted elements of the show or a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast, with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, If you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream.